Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest was a two-time ACC Coach of the Year as the head hokey at Virginia Tech. Nowadays, he's an outstanding college basketball analyst and a noted sports fan beyond college hoops for ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at SethOnHoops. It's Coach Seth Greenberg. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? What's going on, my friend? Life is good. Amen to that. Hey, we're actually celebrating Neil Diamond. I don't know if you heard. He he unofficially retired last night while announcing, sadly, a Parkinson's disease diagnosis. But he is honored that we in the sports world have embraced Sweet Caroline. I know you're a Yankees fan. I know Virginia Tech has its own favorite songs that they've incorporated into their sports culture over the years. Have you ever sung along to Sweet Caroline at Yankee Stadium or otherwise? Oh, everyone does. He, he, I'll tell you, he, even even at uh, at Fenway Park. Come on now. I mean, that's just it's you know if you hear that, you just you know you just join right in. Not exactly in in a good tone, I might add. You know, I'm really good at the bop, bop, bop. (laughs) Well, as a Yankees fan at Fenway, you go shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, and it's like Red Sox and Yankees fans singing together like cats and dogs. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's the only time they ever get together. <laughs> there's only there's only thing they can agree on. I mean, how how can you not agree on that, I, Caroline? It doesn't get any better than that. I saw in Blacksburg last night the the students did something with Enter Sandman. Was that a no brainer for you when you were the head hokey? I mean, Enter Sandman at Lane Stadium in football is another of the most famous songs in all of sports. Was it just a no brainer to incorporate that into the basketball program as well? Because that one's got some staying power too. Yeah, we 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 actually played it uh, you know, right before it was part of our introductions, and then we and then they would go and play it when we were on a little bit of a run, and force someone to call timeout, uh, you know, to get the the crowd kind of hyped up, or if we were on a run and you know something happened, it was you know it was always ready. Uh, it was a push a, a click away. Seth Greenberg joining us on the David Glenn Show. It was Hokies over Tar Heels last night. Roy Williams said after the game, Coach, that he does not want to have to coach effort or intensity, but with this year's team, he feels like he has to, and he doesn't think he's doing a very good job at it. Do you view the Tar Heels' loss last night in Blacksburg as just part of a greater theme all across college basketball, or is this a red flag for a top-10 UNC team? I think it's a red flag. They're not that good, and they're surely not good enough if they don't play hard. Uh, that's plain and simple. I mean, if you think about it, you know, this is not Tyler Hansborough's North Carolina team. You know, this is not Isaiah Hicks's North Carolina team. Uh, this is not the team that won back-to-back championship games. This is not the team that won national championship. Excluding Joel Berry, everyone's roles changed, and the game's become more difficult for Theo Pinson because he's not playing with as good players. So they don't—they don't have to double the post. They can play the post man to man. The game is is more difficult. You look at their front court. Cameron Johnson was shooting jumpers for Pitt last year. He's not immersed in the Carolina culture. He doesn't defend the way Carolina defends. He doesn't play with the energy. Nothing against him. He can make shots, but he's learning. The front court guys, whether it's Sterling Maley or, or or Garrison Brooks, those guys are in their infancy of understanding what, what it's all about. Kenny Williams didn't play in the championship game. He you know, blew out his ACL early in the season. So I think Roy's done an amazing job. I don't, this team is that good. You know, the pedigree is great. The tradition is great. But, this, you know, I mean, you're going to throw the ball into the low block of Luke May, who I love, who's maybe one of the most approved players in the country. He was a role player last year, made a big shot against Kentucky. 
He's their go-to scorer right now. So it's putting so much more pressure on Joel Berry to do more. And I'm not sure that's in his best interest, but who else are you going to go to to go make a shot or make a play? You know, Jaleek Felton's not ready yet, just the way it is. He's not ready yet. His, his feel for the game, his understanding of how to play hard. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for Roy Williams, who's had those upperclassmen, who, you know, those guys understood and expected what to do. Those guys, this group here does not play hard. They're the hardest playing, toughest team finds a way to win. And, you know, they were not North Carolina yesterday, and they were not that same team against Notre Dame when they were fortunate to win. So I, I think this has been a big problem for a while, and I said it a couple of weeks ago. I'm not overly impressed with the talent level on this team right now. If it's January 23rd and we all are looking forward to another trip to Brooklyn for the ACC tournament, kind of that second week of March, at what point do most coaches just pull the plug on a guy who might be 7, 8, 9, or 10 in the rotation and you say, this freshman's just probably not going to be good enough to help me in March or even this veteran uh, isn't getting those 8 to 12 minutes a game that he was getting earlier this year? Is there a general rule of thumb that most coaches follow along those lines? Well, Roy's different because Roy's going to play those young guys because he, he he has an unbelievable patience to play those young guys and give them experience, and eventually the light bulb goes on. I admire that. It's like he lets them play through mistakes. He yeah. doesn't call timeouts. You know, if I did that, people would say, you know, well, you can't take your time timeouts home with you. Roy Williams, Hall of Fame coach, that's just his philosophy, and he's obviously been very successful doing it that way. Uh yeah, I think I think by the, the second time you're going through league play, you want your rotation set. You want your rotation set. You, you'd like to get to eight, a good eight-man rotation, a point sub, a wing sub, a front court sub. Uh, you want to develop, really tighten up your chemistry, uh, your roles, uh, really a good understanding of time and score, really good understanding of, of game situations where guys really have a good feel for each other and can play off each other. When you get to, this, to, to, to game nine in, in league play, you know, that second nine games, you really want to have a good solid rotation settled in. Out of 15 ACC teams, only two have winning records on the road in conference play. It's UVA, which hasn't lost home or away yet in conference play, and it's Louisville. Uh, do they stand atop this heap because of that part of their track record? You know, or Duke is so talented that even though they lost at Boston College, even though they lost at NC State, uh, maybe you expect that from a school that has four freshmen in the starting lineup. What is that ACC pecking order at the very top right now in your eyes with, that, with those kinds of difficult games in mind? Yeah, you know, your, your record's who you play, when you play, where you play them. And in the unbalanced schedule, it's who's on your, your schedule. Yeah. You play twice. I mean, that's just the way it is. Virginia's going to win the regular season, is my gut feeling, unless they get injured. Now, I think the Duke's the best team in the league, but Virginia's going to win the regular season. One, they only played Duke once, if I'm not mistaken, in Carolina. Uh, do they play Carolina one more time? I don't think they do, but you're yeah, right. They, uh, they, they go to Duke this weekend. They've got a couple games against Louisville, and their style of play against Louisville in years past, if you look at the history, they've really given Louisville a hard time. Uh, you know, Virginia takes away what you do well. They take you out of transition. They don't turn it over. They double your post, and they limit you to one shot. And for all the people that, you know, complain about, oh, Virginia, I can't watch it, it's unwatchable, I think it's fine. Look, you know, you, everyone doesn't have to play the same way. Everyone doesn't have to run concepts. Everyone doesn't have to, you know, run the break, back it out, run a play, back it out, run a ball screen. You know, I mean, they have a system. They recruit to their system. Their players buy into their system, and, and they're really good at it. So, I mean, for all the people that complain about it, it's unwatchable. I don't think the Virginia fans nor Tony Bennett or the people that, 
you know, 7-0. and Be a team that other people don't want to play against. That's Virginia. But Duke's the most talented team, and once they – they'll get better defensively. It's hard getting really good with those two bigs on the court at the same time. Uh, whether it's man or zone, they got to clean up their, their ball screen defense because people are ball screening their zone a lot now as well. Uh, but, I mean, look, they scored 92 points a game just by walking off the bus. I mean, no one else could do that. I mean, they're, they're just so potent offensively. And, you know, the guy that's not getting enough credit right now is Grayson Allen, and he's not putting up numbers. He's their best post feeder. He's the first to the floor. He's got a toughness about him. Uh, and he's given up a lot of himself for the good of the team. So I've really been impressed with what Grayson's done, even though he struggled a little bit shooting the ball. Seth Greenberg of ESPN is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Fun, fun follow on Twitter, Seth on Hoops. It was Virginia Tech over Carolina last night. Clemson is at number two UVA tonight. Duke visits Wake Forest tonight at 9 o'clock. What do you make of a Louisville team, Coach, that was, of course, shocked and disappointed when their Hall of Fame coach, Rick Pitino, was let go at a very late stage of the preseason. And after some bumps on the road, now they've won four in a row. They're 5-1 and one in conference play and behind only UVA. Uh, some thought that they were a Final Four potential team back when we thought Rick Pitino was going to be its coach. Where do you put the Cardinals in this pecking order right now? They're really good. And I, you know, I did think on Quentin Snyder, then Goodell, you're talking about experience in the backcourt, which is really important. You got depth in the frontcourt, uh, and you added Amir Williams. But, uh, you know, Anas Mahmoud is terrific, and Ray Spaulding's been a guy that everyone said is going to be really good, and he's starting to get there. VJ King is an explosive athlete. That early on, I think that they were playing with a little bit too much freedom. It was like the anti Rick. Um, syndrome and the ball wasn't in Quentin Snyder's hands as much. Notice now when they're winning this close game, the ball's in Quentin Snyder's hands. Yeah. He's either making a shot or making a play. That's the way they need to play. They're really good. And David Patch, the hardest thing to do in coaching is, you know, to deal with adversity. They got smacked by Kentucky. Absolutely smacked yeah. in an embarrassing game. And yet, you know what? He's been very calm and very mature, uh, very poised. And uh, he's done a great job with this team. Last thing for you, Coach, UVA's Tony Bennett is getting some love as a midseason National Coach of the Year type candidate. But a lot of folks, you mentioned their style of play. Beyond that, we're used to seeing national championship teams having multiple NBA future NBA players on it. We're used to seeing multiple McDonald's All-Americans on those rosters. Are you a believer that Tony Bennett, who's already been to a couple of Sweet 16s and an Elite Eight, has already won an ACC tournament – can in a year like this where your colleague Jay Billis says there's not an elite team anywhere out there right now in a year like this, are the Cavaliers good enough to be a final four contender or even a national championship contender? I think they are. I think, I think one of these teams is going to go to the final four Villanova, Virginia, or Purdue. One of those teams is going to go to the final four and uh, Virginia, they're a little bit better offensively. Deandre Hunter has really given them a different dimension. Yeah. Uh, versatility. Uh, you know, Ty Jerome's been terrific, and the toughness of Devin Hall and Isaiah Wilkins to me is really what makes them who they are, and maybe even Jack Salt. So, yeah, I think they could be a Final Four team. I really do. Seth Greenberg on Twitter at Seth on Hoops on ESPN all the time, college game day included. Coach, as always, thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show. If we need a bump, bump, bomb in our Neil, Neil Diamond song, we'll come to you. You got it. I'm ready. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Appreciate Coach. David. The All former right. head hokey, Seth Greenberg, now of ESPN. Two-time ACC Coach of the Year during his time leading the Hokies.